0: do you want to go faster yeah it's time for roadworthy drive america's premier mobility news and technology talk show ken loves talking about breaking mobility news while sasha loves sharing the latest in new technology so ready or not the opinionated duo with a futuristic twist here's ken and sasha real facts real opinions real talk This is our number two of Road Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. We are, of course, Sasha and Ken, your tour guides for the hour. We're so glad to have you aboard.
1: You you okay over there?
0: I'm happy. Okay. It's been a, it's, well, okay, as opposed to today... Where all of a sudden it's like twenty-something degrees out, mm. and it's windy and blustering and snowing in some areas. Mm-hmm. It's actually been a pretty nice weekend. I mean, we hit almost seventy degrees. I was able to go out, get some things done, and then of course I found out that my sway bar had broken on my van, and uh, my my wheel bearings mm-hmm. and
1: you know. yeah. Oh well, it's forced
0: cu- happiness, sir.
1: It's called maintenance, Sasha.
0: It's a 2002. There's no maintaining. Yeah.
1: Th- no. No. At is, this point, there is if it's still running.
0: Prevention. No replacement.
1: <laughs> uh, for this hour, folks, uh, we got the customary tidbits of mobility news from the parts bin, and after that, my review of the 2019 Mazda MX-5 Miata convertible hardtop. Now the the Miata is celebrating 30 years of production, not the hardtop. Hardtops um, about 10.
0: Just wanna just wanna set point something out. You mispronounced. Uh, yes.
1: No. Are you having a moment?
0: You you mispronounced um, horrible, horrific ride
1: wrong. Uh-huh. You need to leave that alone. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a, your opinion there. <laughs> we'll share with you who age better, me or the car. Last but not least, it's a brand spanking new installment of that popular segment, Tech with Sasha. But before we go any further... Please say hi to my co-host, the <laughs> always opinionated, rarely caffeinated, 100,000-volt ray of sunshine, Sasha J. Little. Hey.
0: Because <laughs> mm. normally you're like, how you doing? And now you're just like, hey.
1: Hey. Hey. Hey.
0: Hey is for horses, sir.
1: Better for cows.
0: Um. I would rather prefer a horse-drawn carriage at this point. In jo- I'm, I'm literally that close mm-hmm. to uh, to just trading in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you folks out there want to join in the fun that we have in here. And
1: craziness.
0: And craziness. Because we do get wild and crazy. Too wild and crazy. Anyway. Anyway. Um, here's a couple ways you could do that. You could call or text the Roadworthy Driveline, which goes directly to precious little old me. And that is heaven help all y'all. Stop it. Mm -hmm. We have fun over on the road with the driveline. It's 872 222 9793. Or if email is more your thing, Mm -hmm. then you can reach out to Mr. Ken, Mr. Mm -hmm. K Man, Mm -hmm. right over there. The Kster. The (laughs) Kster. That's going to stick. I'm going to make that a talking point. Oh, my. Mr. Kster. That would be Ken. At dot, dot dot net. net. That's N E T, Not C O M, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Either way, we'll get you the hookup to our crazy funness.
1: Speaking of crazy funness, crazy and funness. Uh, I got I got a phrase for you. a Word. <laughs> Three words.
0: I'm scared.
1: Tesla. Yes. Model. Yeah. Why? As in, why would you? Why wouldn't you? Why would you though? Yeah. Um, they introduced it. I know. Smaller SUV. Uh, could March you get 15th. any
0: smaller than that thing that they produced? That X was like a.
1: Well, X is actually bigger than this. This is based on the Model I have, 3. I
0: have sat in an X. Mm-hmm, all right? So have I. I have been inside the. The Tesla X. Yes. I have too. It is not that great. Mm-hmm. Um and I ha- I would actually be working uh, like all the seats would be actually used because for me I've got four girls right so it would actually be used as an SUV right like all the, and no that there was no way that that was going to be
1: used and you know what it's the beautiful part of the American marketplace uh-huh. not every model is just, designed for every person it, was just it one doesn't of those necessarily things have the y, to be for you
0: go ahead and tell them about the why but my take is. Why would you? Because it literally is, it's like a car,
1: except it's- Most SUVs today are car-like. They're blurring. No. Yes. They're blurring the definition between what we used to call an SUV, uh-huh. which was truck-based, and a crossover, which was car-based. Right. There are manufacturers out there calling them crossover SUVs.
0: Oh, I heard. Th- I remember yeah, that. Yeah, more than when one. When you went on your rant on- yeah. uh, What was it? More Nissan? than
1: one. More than one calling this stuff. Now, the Model Y is going to cost a little more than a Model 3. Yes, it will. It's going to be based on a Model 3. Yeah. And it's going to share roughly 75% of its components with the Model 3. Yeah. And they're most likely going to build it at their Gigafactory in Nevada. Yeah. Which they need to. Yeah. And also, the factory they're building in Shanghai, Mm -hmm. they're going to build it there too.
0: So they're thinking that this is going to be a multi, um, like a global, yes. type vehicle yes. as opposed to okay.
1: And they got prices. They said it they start know, at thirty nine thousand for the standard range version, right? And that'd be spring twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, the first thing out though will be a forty seven thousand long range, fifty one thousand dual motor all wheel drive, which is what I was and a sixty thousand dollar performance variant. No. The standard can go 230 miles. Yep. On a charge, do 120 miles an hour and reach 60 miles an hour from complete stop. Yeah. In a little less than six seconds.
0: I love the fact that that's their standard. Mm-hmm. Like, I, can I get you? Could get some, you know, applause
1: mm-hmm. for that
0: being their standard.
1: The long range version. Yeah. 300 miles. Yeah, that's my cue right there. Top speed. Yeah. 150. That's, I mean, that's awesome. Zero to 60 time. Uh huh. Are you ready for this? (laughs) I know. Not quite ludicrous speed, (laughs) but 3.5 seconds. And the best part uh the Model Y is compatible with the current network of over 12,000 Tesla superchargers in 36 countries, including the new V3 superchargers that are coming that give would give you charging at rates of up to a 1,000 miles of charge per hour.
0: Now, okay, as much as I dogged about this vehicle when you first brought it up, okay? Mm-hmm. And when I first read about it, I, I seriously am still, why? But given it's what they're offering and mm-hmm. the price point, mm-hmm. for me in particular, given where I live and so on and so forth. I
1: want the dual motor all-wheel drive.
0: Uh, right. Can I get some I want, Can I, get I want the that torque 51, and I
1: want that all-wheel drive. I, I
0: do want that all-wheel drive. Uh-huh. I mean that that's a game changer for me. Um even though it is a little sh- you know a little yeah, bit smaller. Did uh, I
1: mention though all-wheel drive? Uh-huh. All electric.
0: All electric.
1: J- just wanted to keep that real right there. Range. All electric.
0: I could go run my errands.
1: And here's the best part. But here's the best part. We know for a fact that Tesla has the ability to update the vehicles yep. as they develop better and better technology. Yep. So it may be 300 today. Yeah. Could be 350, yep. 400 in a couple of years. Yep. With nothing more than an over the air software update.
0: I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, it's one of those things that would I necessarily spend what they wanted for the X? No. No. But. This what? half the price.
1: It no, is. in fact, no. It's less than a. It's about a third.
0: Yeah, it's about a third. It's of about the price. a
1: third of what the model actually was for. So
0: for me personally, mm-hmm. um, again, I'm going to wait for that that show that we go to every year, that electric vehicle right. show here. Right. Um, I'm going to have to wait because I guarantee there's going to be some, you know, somebody there again with it with an X. Not you know.
1: We're probably not going to see one until about 18 months from now at the earliest, because oh, no, they're no. talking 2021.
0: Right, but what I was saying is that I was going to bring all the kids and then actually because this is in a model
1: (laughs) that ain't even right i know right that's just wrong and i'll
0: just tell the children you know this is what you're gonna have to get used to this is your life now
1: yeah but this model y yeah this is what they're saying yeah it's designed keyword i know to carry seven adults and their gear with an optional third row of seats yeah i don't know how close to the back the back glass that is
0: right just but, saying. Uh, you need to read that next sentence because that's what got me.
1: Oh, the panoramic glass that's, roof? That's, that's what you where want? You, that's what that's you got you me. That's uh-huh. where you
0: got me, sir. Like right the there. Model
1: 3, the crossover doesn't require any keys. No, it does not. But connects to your smartphone for easy entry and exit, which means don't lose your smartphone and remember to charge the thing. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> you ain't going nowhere because you can't get into your vehicle. No, you can't. No. Which is scary. Nowadays, people going to be stealing your phone to steal your car. Yep. That's messed up. You know up. what's
0: funny is that I was just watching a horror movie where the 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 heroine actually was driving a Tesla, mm. and that's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah. Well, this they've got all these features, and the one that's got me a little creeped out is called Summon.
0: I know. We actually posted that on our Facebook page where you actually where get it, the car summoned. to come to you. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking of Iron Man with the Audi <laughs> that's following him. Yeah. Like uh, if he, he's walking, leash. it's following him. <laughs> i'm sorry yes. i'm all for tech people you know i am yes. it's a technology mobility show yeah but that's a little creepy uh, no. call me old-fashioned no i'll take it no that's but, a little creepy what it put me in mind of was the original batman
0: where he's standing there in the middle of the street and he's mm. like come and then you know the, the car just shows him, up and then he's like stop and the car comes to a full complete spot like right there at his feet i was like yes
1: mm-hmm. yeah yes. i'm a little i'm still a little creeped out but we'll see how that goes particularly if we can get ourselves one right coming up 30 years of the Mazda miata how's it doing find out when we return
0: roadworthy drive is america's premier mobility news and technology talk show Everywhere I go, people ask me, Arnie, is that old tractor you drove in the Pennzoil commercial still running? Still running? We use it here at La Trobe every day. And with Pennzoil protecting the engine, there are a lot more miles left in it. You know, this old tractor and I are a lot alike. We're both still using Pennzoil, and
1: we're both still running. Gas-saving Pennzoil. Quality in every extra mile. If you're just tuning in, welcome to Roadworthy Drive. We're Ken and Sasha, your hosts and guardians for the hour. Not that we're expecting anything bad to happen to you, but we're on guard, just in case. Concerned about your safety. And in this segment, I'm going to talk about what I called in 1989 the hottest car on the road. And that's the Mazda MX Miata. Now about this car, the year was 1989 And I had started the first of several businesses. It was the same year that the Mazda Miata was first introduced to American motorists. And I remember the car well, (laughs) being at that time a young man in my early 30s. It was a wind-in-your-hair, small British-type two-seater, 1960s-style Roadster with a soft top, but without the grief of the unreliability that was common pretty much with any of those small British two-doors. I called it at that time the hottest car on the road handsome good looks and fun to drive. With a sticker price back then of $13,800, it was reasonably affordable. Now in 2007, Mazda would come out with what they called a power retractable hardtop. You might've seen the letters, the PRHT for short, and that evolved into the retractable fastback or RF for short, variant of the current series. For the purposes of this review, I will be directing my comments to the Miata RF variant that I test drove. Now in its fourth generation, the MX-5 Miata is available in soft top and RF body styles. The 2019 MX-5 RF is available in club and grand touring trim levels. As from the beginning, the roadster features a front mid-engine rear drive layout. Power for the MX-5RX is generated by a 2-liter 4-cylinder Skyactiv G engine that produces 181 horsepower and 151 foot-pounds of torque. Torque is communicated to the rear wheels via a 6-speed manual gearbox. A 6-speed automatic is is an available option. EPA fuel economy numbers are 26 city 34 highway for the manual, and 26 city, 35 highway for the automatic. And yes, the highway for the automatic is higher, and it's really all in the setup. For 2019, the RF offers two new equipment packages, a GSS package, which includes a limited slip differential, Bilstein dampers, shock tower brace, and a black roof, and a new club i-Active Sense package, which features smart city brake support and lane departure warning. I tested the MX-5 RF with the 6-speed manual, and it was including the optional GTS performance package. Here's what I liked about it. The exterior styling is very sharp. It's a good-looking car, but first and foremost, it's a weekend touring car. Designed to enjoy the trip, the car stripped to its most basic goodness so that the driving doesn't get in the way of the drive. Let me be honest with you, it's not a point A to point B car. This is the one that you take out on that first warm day of spring or that special fall weekend with a retractable top down to enjoy your surroundings. It's also the kind of car you definitely want to make sure that if you take a passenger with you, it is somebody you definitely want to be with. The car is easy to drive and easy to use. You don't have to give up. You do have to give up some of the creature comforts that you might expect in a vehicle, but hey, that's part of the allure. Here's what I didn't like about it. While the retractable fastback will certainly keep you out of the elements, i got to be brutally honest here, it's a young person's car. It's very low to the ground, and it's a bit of a challenge even for me, and I'm on the short side. The short wheelbase doesn't lend itself to long drives over uneven roads. It's a comfort issue because it's a bit noisy, even all closed up. Simple things like cup holders and a nook or cranny or two are at a premium and are not user-friendly. If you're taking more than an overnight bag, then or there are two of you traveling, truck space is going to be an issue, even at one bag apiece. Honestly, it's been 30 years since between me and the Miata, and I've got to be honest with you, it's aged better than me. I guess I'm a little bit jealous. Cool tech. I could wax eloquent about Mazda's optional safety features, but I would much rather talk about a bit of old tech that personally I think is cool, and it's the standard six-speed manual gearbox. It's easy to engage, nice smooth clutch engagement, and strong, even gearing. And the fact that since only about 9% of cars anymore, even are manual shift, it's a great way if you don't want to lend your car out to keep people from asking to borrow it. It is also the piece that makes this car the perfect personal getaway machine for the weekend. Driver and car become one, and that is always and will be the main draw for this car. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, even though they offer it, an automatic in this Roadster should be criminal. Bottom line, this is a weekend getaway car, and it's not for everybody. If you always wanted to own a vintage British two-seater but without the headache or high-performance maintenance drama, then the Mazda MX-5 Miata RF is for you. You don't want to ruin the experience by choosing the automatic. Trust me. I mean, the this, the six-cylinder, I'm sorry, the six-speed manual is worth it. It just is. Uh, the whole wind-in-your-hair thing is only amplified because you can lose yourself. You, the car, the road. What else is there, really? The base manufacturer suggested retail price starts from $32,945 for the club and $33,335 for the Grand Touring. The automatic, if you must, adds $1,075, and destination charges add $895. Now, the MSRPS tested. My vehicle came with the optional machine gray metallic color, combined with the Auburn Napa leather. Together, that was $600. The paint was $300, the leather was $300. The GTS equipment package added $750, and then there was a $25, actually a $250, I'm sorry, interior package, which included alloy pedals, red engine oil cap with the MX-5 logo, and stainless steel trim plates for a total, including destination charges, get this now, of $36,005 or basically almost three times what it cost 30 years ago. And after 30 years, yeah, it would be a reasonable thing to expect that you would expect over time. Um, It's amazing to note that while this car has prevailed, many poses have come and gone But this Mazda tends to stay true and has its own group of people who love this car. Um, If I was a little younger, I may love it again, too. But as an older person who, yeah, getting in and out, no, no. I measured also from the ground to the bottom of the seat, and it was roughly 12 inches. I want to believe that my wife's SUV was probably closer to twice that. So, definitely something that if you're nimble, yes. If you're not nimble, not so much. But it's worth a drive. And there's got to be something said 30 years and it still sells well. (laughs) The Mazda Miata MX5 RF. You got to love it. Next up, brand new installment of Tech with Sasha. Because, after all, isn't that why you're really here? She's next. So, stay tuned.
0: Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You are tuned in to Roadworthy Drive. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Sasha and Ken, and this is Roadworthy Drive. Thank you for tuning in.
1: For those of you who haven't yet, be sure to check out our website roadworthydrive.com. It's the place to learn more about the show as well as where we are and what we're doing in the social media universe.
0: That's right, Ken, and on the website we've got uh, links to listen to our show in podcast format formation. You can also stay up with what's going on with Tech with Sasha on the Time with Sasha page. Mm-hmm. And of course, shout out to our sponsors.
1: Yes, be sure to support our sponsors. Their major reason why we're able to bring this to you each and every week. Yes. Not to mention, Sasha, they can also hear, in addition to the very numerous podcast platforms that we're available on, they can hear the show actually on the website as well.
0: I opened up with that. I huh. said that you can listen to past shows in our podcast format
1: on on our website well then that's, you know what, what google play <laughs> spotify blueberry stitcher and tuned in
0: there you go that's yeah. right uh-huh. and then you can also make sure to follow us on social media uh-huh. on facebook instagram and twitter you're twittering We would be at twitter payton yeah.
1: twitter payton yes uh do be sure to like us on facebook folks now without any, any further delay here's what you've been waiting for tech with sasha
0: hello hello everybody <laughs> Well, as many of you know, robotic technology is riding toe to toe with what the word mobility or what the world of mobility will look like. Um, things that would take days or weeks to reach its destination, as many of you might have, like Amazon Prime, or order things through Amazon, could be
1: drones. Cut- <laughs> right? You're just
0: gonna ruin. You're just gonna ruin the climax like that. You just no, gonna throw go that ahead. out there?
1: Go ahead. I was Are you thi- sure? I was thinking about. You know, Amazon Prime.
0: (laughs) Anyway, before I had someone just rudely just kind of, you know, throw on in there. The point of this is that the destination time could actually be cut to hours or even minutes, depending on the item in question. So what other field would make that kind of life changing or saving situations than in our medical fields?
1: Pizza delivery?
0: Pizza delivery? Yeah. You're saying that it could be a life, ch- life uh, yeah, event. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Particularly during the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I was actually thinking Thanksgiving dinner. Like, if somebody burnt the turkey.
1: No, and, 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 that's nine one one. And for not the reasons you think.
0: Well, before I take you on to what I think that this is going to lead into, let me start you off with the beginning of the story. CNBC reported that UPS is partnering up with Matternet and WakeMed. That's a hospital in Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh. Raleigh? Really? Raleigh. Raleigh. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Yeah. Stop it. North
1: Carolina, Raleigh. I still
0: refer to Nevada as Nevada. I know, right? Mm. I know. I'm Iowan. Shush. So anyway, they're going to be partnering up to use drones to deliver medical supplies between the hospitals. Now, right now, it's only going to be used for medical samples. And the drones in question, they're only able to carry like right around five pounds with a range of like just I think it's like 12.5 miles. Okay,
1: five pounds of what and 12 miles to where?
0: Okay, well, it's talking about that it will only it's only the Wake Med Hospital. And it from what I understand, it's like a campus type situation. Mm -hmm. So and I'm not sure what the distance is from point to point on the campus. Mm hmm. But it just says in general, they're just going to, they can carry up to five pounds and it's literally just medical samples. So this is like, you know, if, if they, you know, the little samples of drugs that doctors sometimes give you or the samples of, you know, certain products and stuff like that. That's, that's it.
1: Why am I thinking air piracy? And what happens if these things Stop get it. struck by lightning? Pri-
0: okay. Drugs though. Okay. Just saying. Hold on just a second. Okay. It is not like it's going to be sending samples of Percocet through the air.
1: (laughs) Opioid crisis is a real thing. Right?
0: No, I don't. And struck by lightning? What are the chances of it being struck by lightning? Probably more than you think. Stop it. Uh, Stop it. mm. The point is, what could this possibility mean in two to five years from now? Okay. All right? My point in this story was that what could it mean for, like, organ transplants or emergency medical services? I don't follow. Okay. Imagine hospitals being able to just lift off organs for direct transport, cutting down the hours uh, between in a situation where minutes matter. So when you're talking about organ transfers, okay, Trans- normally what happens, mm-hmm. Um, they harvest the owner, the the organs mm-hmm. then they have to call normally when that when they're harvesting they make the call to a specific transport service mm-hmm. that person shows up with their organ donor cooler mm-hmm. that person then has to get in their medical vehicle and then transport that organ wherever it needs to go mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. now what if they actually had a drone on standby mm-hmm. that they said hey we've got an organ donor coming in we've got organs going out and they've got five or six that can leave by drone carrying the organ to wherever the organs need to go. Okay. In the air. And you're thinking air piracy, aren't you? Like I, am. I I could see it in there. Ha- right. Hacking. Gosh. I understand this, but in that kind of time frame, I, I think that we're going to be able to weed that out. And you're never, ever, ever going to be able to 100% guarantee that something's unhackable. But what you can say is what they're able to do when or if they hack it.
1: All kidding aside, I can see in certain cases with the right protocol that this could be an opportunity, particularly when time and life matters.
0: Well, and see, I was thinking more like, you know, um, obviously the organ transport, transport service. Mm -hmm. But then again, also think about like emergency situations where um, not necessarily like a car crash, but maybe something where like there's multiple injuries on location and so that way, now with the five G, they talk about how they're able to directly show the hot the doctors in the ER the wounds so they can direct the uh, emerge the ambulance personnel what to do.
1: Or I'll give I'll give you one better. Uh, depending on the network, being able and I think you mentioned it here to get life saving drugs or minor equipment on scene, say in the case of a tornado, right. or major calamity, uh, remotely when roads aren't available. Yeah. Um, where planes may not be allowed, where you can't get it any other way. That I can see. Right.
0: I mean, and I think that that's something that two to five years out, I don't think we're talking 10 to 15 years out. Mm-hmm. I think we're talking about something that's going to be relatively soon mm-hmm. um, in the spectrum of things.
1: Mm-hmm. Now. The, the the only concerns that I have.
0: Okay. What do you got?
1: Um, terms of, again, protocol, making sure they type it right, get it to the right place in the right time. What happens liability-wise if something does go wrong? I mean, all kidding aside, nothing's fuel-proof you know, who's going to bear that liability that it crashes or somebody somehow interferes with it. So it doesn't get to where it was supposed to go.
0: Well, and see that happens a lot right now, Mm -hmm. as far as with the organ transport, because a lot of these times, that's why they had to take off the signage Mm -hmm. for the organ transport service, right? Because people were interfering. Mm -hmm. Um, people would get in the way Mm -hmm. and So when you're talking about drones, I think it's the same type of thing. Obviously, it's going to have to be a secure network. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's going to have to be protocols. I would think that there's probably going to be some kind of litigation before that service is actually even available. Yeah. Uh, So there's a lot of things that actually need to occur before we actually see it come to light. But it does have some really cool possibilities.
1: Yeah. Providing insurance companies and hospitals are willing to pay for it. That's true. (laughs) Finally, when we return, it's more Tech with Sasha. Keep it right there.
0: Roadworthy Drive is a cornerstone of the Roadworthy Drive radio network.
1: This is the final segment of our number two of Roadworthy Drive. We are Ken and Sasha. Thanks for listening. And now it's back to Tech with Sasha. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome
0: back. Uh, Last hour, as you know, we were talking about robotics, And in case you missed it, make sure to check out our website, RoadRuthyDrive.com, to listen to the podcast. But this week, we have reason to rejoice. Yay! You might have heard this very annoying. Your vehicle may have expired and should be reactivated Call. to protect you against the cost of repairs. I am if sure have we have all heard that multiple times.
1: That I know bad. my wife's been getting those calls. Yeah.
0: I, I always tell them I've got a 2019 Tesla <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Okay. And,
0: and we let it right and they normally <laughs> hang up. But calls like this have been plaguing our cell phones more than ever over the last like 18 months. Okay. In fact, for those of you who watch like HBO, in early March, John Oliver, who I absolutely love. I think he's hilarious.
1: Mm-hmm. He's the uh, host of uh, last week's News Tonight. Or something. Yeah, last
0: but, week's News Tonight. Yeah. yeah. But he started on The Daily Show. Right. I loved him. Right. Anyway, he declared robo, or robocall war on the FTC in his attempt to make them do something to stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, as part of an ongoing investigation, well, litigation, the, as of March 26th, the FTC announced that they had a major win in an effort to stop these calls.
1: Yay.
0: Yay. And there was much rejoicing, right? Mm-hmm. The win was against four separate operations that have been responsible for billions. That is with a B, people, of unwanted and illegal robocalls. The FTC also went after the software platform itself that is used to make over one billion illegal robocalls. Now the court basically banned these companies from making any robocalls and most telemarketing activities, as well as slapped millions of dollars in fines against the group.
1: Serves them right.
0: <sighs> yeah, but I mean I I I wonder because as any many people know Rules and litigation and laws only apply to those that are going to follow the rules and litigation. Right. If they're out to do illegal activities anyway, and all you do is say, hey, stop doing that. (laughs) I mean, it's not like they showed up in court and been like, I didn't know that that was illegal. Mm -hmm. Had I known that, I would not have called all these people and been like, your warranty is about to expire on an unknown vehicle that we're hoping that you own. Mm Mm-hmm. But now that you told me this, here's a couple million dollars, and I will never do that again, sir.
1: Yeah, not. <laughs> I mean, uh.
0: So it won't stop them all. And frankly, there's no way to stop them all. However, a bit of good news for you. You can go to www.consumer.ftc.gov. That is www.consumer.ftc.gov. Mm-hmm. And they actually have some great ideas and tips to help you um, basically block those numbers. I did a basic Google search myself about two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And there are some available apps to block block numbers. You
1: mean there's an app for that? There's an app for that. Of course there is. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but wait a minute. Are they free?
0: No. The good ones are not. Any um, idea how much? Well, like you could spend 5 Five ninety nine a month. Um, some of them were like an out and out fee of like twenty dollars for the one time fee. Yeah, like a one time fee of mm. you know this service pro or something like that. So, and you could basically decide what is basically, um,
1: what works uh, for you for
0: you and your budget. But you have to be warned though; these services do not protect against the ever growing popularity in spoofing.
1: Spoofing.
0: <laughs> okay, so spoofing is where they use a program. To have a telephone number show up as either in your area, so like if you live in a 515 area code, it will have make their number show up in 515, so you mm-hmm. think it's a local number. Mm-hmm. Or a fake business caller ID. Like the ever so popular, it'll show up like irs.gov mm-hmm. mm-hmm. on your caller ID, and mm-hmm. so you think it's the IRS. Yeah, um, there's even, there even been examples where they should make the phone number show up as someone in your contact book Mm -hmm. in your contacts
1: that's not okay
0: it's not okay and it's amazing to me that i don't know if there's ongoing litigation but that software needs to be declared one illegal which it probably is anyway but Mm -hmm. you know again if they're out to do illegal activities they're going to do illegal activities Mm -hmm. um
1: so you're telling me right now on spoofing there's nothing that a consumer can really do
0: not really i mean not yet anyway not yet anyway i mean it it always seems that and this is i mean Anyone in law enforcement can tell you the criminals always seem to be one step ahead. We're always playing catch up mm-hmm. because the minute that we figure out what they're doing, now we have to figure out a way to combat what they're doing. And by then they've already moved on to something else.
1: Well, as they say, watch this space.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Watch this space. Now, lastly, let's talk about canoe. Eh? No, no, no. Not that kind of canoe.
1: Or, an ele- or is right. I, I like it's, water. No, no, canoe. no, no, no,
0: you don't have to worry about that. No? It's an electric
1: canoe. What
0: more accurately, it is yet another EV startup company reinvented with the name Canoe. How are you spelling that? C A N O O.
1: Okay, now, now I'm t- I'm, it clears mud,
0: formerly known as E Velocity. Okay, now Canoe. Um, Canoe is wanting to sell its cars on a platform that I can 100% wrap my arms around, subscription-based only. Figures. Right? Right? They're hoping with their first car in 2021, and they're calling it a lifestyle vehicle. Um, they're actually hoping that the interior of a large SUV with the footprint of a compact car.
1: Okay, so here's my question. Uh-huh. Are they actually going to be the manufacturer? Or are they going to contract with somebody else? Um, uh, because- the
0: article itself. Now, they have three former uh, BMW executives and and actually ex-Faraday future employees.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, fa- and guess what? A few automotive types don't make an auto manufacturer. <laughs> no, no, they- Not even close.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: Plus. Yeah. You and I have talked about this at length. We followed Faraday Future, Lucid yes. Air. uh, We followed uh, Bollinger and a yep. whole bunch of EV startups. Yep. Um, and it, to quote an old movie, "Show me the money." Yep. Yep.
0: And it's one of those things where, with this particular article, it was in The Verge. Okay. And what this particular article was saying is that they might go to another platform to make their vehicles but from what i read in between the lines i think they're actually wanting to build it themselves (laughs) because they were talking about to build it was like 31 to thirty-five thousand dollars a vehicle
1: yeah and you know how many billions of dollars you need even for a small volume i think
0: it's any man's game i think that if they've got the money you've got people like dyson you know, investing into the car indeed, but
1: he's had twenty years of developing what he's been working on. I know, and there are other companies. Very few companies get to where Tesla is, and you see what Elon Musk is going through. Look,
0: look, look, look! I'm look. just saying. Let me just be the one to tell you. Tell me. I ain't the one making the decisions for him. I'm just reporting the decisions that they choose to make.
1: Okay, so so when do you get one of these?
0: Um, actually, they're thinking um, 2021 is where they're going to launch their first vehicle.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to watch that, too. That wraps up our visit for this week. Be sure to tune in again next week when Sasha and I bring you more mobility news and more mobility tech. Bye-bye.
0: Bye, folks. Roadworthy Drive is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive Radio Network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Roberty Drive Productions Incorporated.